0: cycles, sexual health and hormone changes can have massive effects on our well-being and function as a vagina owner. And here on The Juice, we're passionate about education and celebration of being female. The Vagina Dialogues, your manual to keeping everything running smoothly. Well, it is Menstrual Mondays and it is my pleasure to welcome back Amanda and Sahara from Weaving the Red Thread. It is always a pleasure to start my week with you ladies when you're on. (laughs) Hello.
1: Thank you so much for having us. We love getting on and chatting
0: all things women. Yeah, absolutely. And I do too. And I love that, you know, we're bringing this stuff into the general conversation and getting people to have a think about it because um, what we're going to talk about today is something that is pretty much shrouded in mystery and that is menopause. Now, I was just – we were talking off air and I mentioned that – so I'm in my mid-40s now and I mentioned that I lost my mum seven years ago going into year eight. And so when I lost my mum, we hadn't really had that conversation. I don't Mm -hmm. know what her story was. And so when I'm going through that myself, it's something that, you know, we don't have – a lot of conversation about and I remember that, you know, my grandmother particularly, um, there was no sort of conversation around that at all and because they come from a time when they went through, they were born into the First World War, they were young parents in the Second World War, there is a real, um, you know, suck it up and get on with it attitude and for that reason the conversations around menopause are sadly lacking.
1: Yeah, and look, we, we'd we say the same as with any kind of woman-based concept. right? Menstruation has its own taboos and is shrouded, you know, when we talk about childbirth and what's happening there. But menopause is such an important time of a woman's life and it is shrouded in silence for many generations for, for lots of different reasons. Um, And we're seeing now a generation of women coming through who are no longer silent and are asking questions and are really questioning, you know, what kind of supports and and how this process could be better for them. Yes. Because there, there is such a silence around any kind of wisdom handed down through these experiences and stories and most commonly what I'm seeing in clinic are women that are just deeply confused and really um, scared, for want of a better word, because things are going wonky in all sorts of aspects of their life, their body, their emotions, their well-being. It kind of it's like everything's thrown up in the air.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, mm, yeah. And it
1: doesn't it doesn't have to be like that.
0: Yeah, and that is. Um, the light at the end of the tunnel is that it doesn't have to be like that. And I guess the first step in that is understanding it. So I've put my hand up today to be a bit of a guinea pig on um, what my understanding is and what my – I mean, look – you, you girls, you know, I'm, I'm very big on learning. I love learning. So when you present me with a concept, I quite often get off our, uh, our chats together and research it. So, um, I sort of in the last few weeks, I've, I've done a lot more reading. But um, certainly, uh, you know, my understanding of what menopause is, I don't know whether it's correct or not.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's something we thought we would throw some questions to you and the audience just to sort of stop and answer and they'll get to hear your answers. But, you know, anyone who's listening as we ask these questions, we encourage you to just stop and have a think. What's your answer? Because Mm. as Amanda said, we are seeing clinically women who are really confused and there's more press happening about menopause um, and there's confusion out there. So Mm. Louise, what's your understanding of menopause?
0: Okay mm. so my understanding of menopause is when you uh, stop menstruating for a period of time. I don't know what that is. Uh, you know I in my head um, it happens to older women and I find that hilarious saying that myself because I'm now in my mid-40s. But I don't see myself as old. I did like, you know, when my mum was um, in her mid-40s, I thought she was old. And, um, yeah, here I am, you know, I'm not old. (laughs) No, beautiful and vibrant and young, right? Yep, you're my favourite person of the day, Amanda. You get a big (laughs) sticker.
1: (laughs) But yeah, and I and I think this is, I guess this is also um, within our media. There's a lot of different terminology being thrown around, yep. like menopausal woman or um, in menopause, perimenopause, premenopause, postmenopause. And I think you know we we don't we don't yet as a society have this depth of understanding that actually menopause is around a ten to fifteen year process. It's it's not just like, okay. So the menstrual menopause transition, stepping out of menstrual living, takes around 10 to 15 years. See, that blows my mind. Right. That blows so, my mind.
0: My understanding was was that you hit menopause when you stop having a period.
1: Right. So this so menopause, the word menopause in scientific literature, is the 12 month anniversary of your last menstrual period. So happy birthday, you've hit menopause. Yeah. It's just its just a moment of definition of there has been no bleeds for more than 12 months. What that means biologically means lots of different hormonal stimulation has dropped from the brain to the ovaries. It means that your ovaries are no longer producing lots of... First, we stopped producing a lot of progesterone and that means that we aren't feeling as calm, we aren't feeling as nourished, we aren't feeling as vital, and we are needing more rest, more nourishment, and more self-care, and especially in cycles if we're still in our menstrual cycle. The menstrual cycle begins to change when these hormones begin to change, and we start to see other bodily changes as well. So as those hormones levels drop, our adrenal glands, our nervous system, our go-go-go system, that needs to be really nourished. It needs to be looked after for this balance of hormones to continue and for us not to get symptomology and dysfunction. Yeah, and see, there's all of these changes. It absolutely makes sense, doesn't
0: it? When you really stop and think about it, that, you know, we say, okay, menopause, and we go, okay, that is the anniversary of our last bleed, which I didn't know uh, was the actual definition and I'm sure a lot of people didn't either. Um, but leading up to that, there has to be a lot of hormonal changes and imbalances and all sorts of things going on. So it makes sense that it's not just like the body flicks a switch. Mm-hmm. And, no. yeah, and and so it's a, it's an entire process. And the fact that it's 10 years, you know, like, it, yeah, it. I guess anyone who's sort of coming into their 40s, Again, to start noticing these changes, but not necessarily correlate that with the fact that we're getting to the end of our cycle. And I guess that is also um, a, a sign of the times. We are having our children later, yeah. so we're seeing. I, I wasn't in that in that category. I had my my children probably societally quite young. So I was mm-hmm. 20, 22 and um, twenty six. So um you know i and those were those were sort of my childbearing years but mm-hmm. a lot of people they're getting you know um they're getting married later they're getting set up later they're looking wow. to have families yeah. later and i guess the the flip side of that is is that the fertility issues have gone mm-hmm. up because more and more we're reaching the end of that you know highly mm-hmm. fertile time um and as i said to you you know i'm mid 40s I don't feel old,
1: you know? no, no, <laughs> yes. not at all. Yeah, yeah. And I think from a fertility perspective, it's, it's interesting mothering through menopause. Yes. So you know, a lot, a lot of the women that we that I work with around fertility are above thirty five. It's not abnormal to have a couple of pregnancies much later towards your forties. Yeah, but but for me, in my brain, and I turned forty this year. This for me, in my time of life, because my children are a little bit older, and I also had children much younger um, consciously, but it's this is my my stability year to prepare for my menop- for my next stage of menopause journey. Right. So whether you've had children or not had children, whether you've got little children or older children, you can still be putting in place extra supports as your body starts to slow down and everybody's biological clock is so different. Yes. So, you know, for me, I know that the 40 is for me when I start because it's it's most common around that time that we start to see these changes coming, starting to come through. And what I put in place now with self-care, with nourishment, with strength and bone health, this is me preparing for a healthy next version of of where I become and and you know, that's only from a biophysical perspective. We as women are given this opportunity, this rite of passage of who we become as we step through this next journey and and into our menopause, our mature years. Yeah, and what I love about that is that the way that you are framed that
0: because menopause, when I was sort of growing up, was something that was for old people, and I put that in air quotes, and it means that you're... You know, cranky, dried up, you know, all of those things. And and so it was something, I guess, to be feared a little bit. And something that was like, oh, you know, I don't I don't really and, you know, people would talk about it in hushed tones, oh look, she's a bit off because she's going through the change, you know? And it was but I love how you framed it that this is an opportunity to step into another phase of our lives. And there's so much excitement around becoming a teenager, uh, you know, uh, becoming an adult, uh, you know, moving into family life. There's, There's so much excitement about those changes. So why do we not get excited about this change?
2: Uh, There's a long cultural association of women's worth being associated with their youth and their fertility. Mm. So when we're no longer young and we're no longer fertile, do we have a purpose? Mm. And we do, and we have a very potent purpose because Mm. with experience of life becomes wisdom. So if you look at past um, traditional cultures, their elders were revered because they had lived and experienced and had learnt what worked and didn't work, so therefore they could give guidance through the actual, just their history. And these days history is um, not respected because our culture um, reveres youth and high productivity and doesn't actually allow room for different phases of the human experience. And as you said, as a lot of people think, it's something that happens when you're old and we've got longer life expectancies now. So the years that you're in, Amanda and me are all in, we're in our middle years. And as you said that, you know, there's a transition in um, teenage to adulthood. We're in our transition from fertile menstrual cyclical living into our post menopausal years which is this 10-15 year process like teenage into adulthood it takes time it gives us an opportunity to move with the changes then all of a sudden be in a different reincarnation of ourselves and in that change as amanda said there's a switch from the ovaries to the adrenals but also the brain like in puberty is completely recalibrating so in our middle years and through the menstrual menopause transition our brain is completely rewiring itself for how it shows up in our mature years. Yeah.
0: Mm. Makes complete sense. Ladies, what we're going to do is we'll take a short break and when we come back, I'm really interested to see how these, how this change presents itself and how we might get a clue as to where we are up to in that in that change. We'll be right back with Amanda and Sahara from the Red Weaving the Red Thread very shortly here on The Juice. <laughs> Time to welcome back Amanda and Sahara from Weaving the Red Thread and today we are talking about menopause. Now in the first segment we discussed how menopause is not just the body flicking a switch, it is a whole process that can sometimes take up to 10 years. So we were talking about my understanding of menopause, which I have to admit is fairly limited because as women, we don't have these conversations with our elders and learn about it. I know particularly like I had not had that conversation with my mother. Um, There are other women that I know that are in their 60s and their thing was everyone in my family had a hysterectomy by the time they were 50 and that was how they dealt with it. And that's (laughs) all I know. And Mm. the... The concept that was put forward in the first segment that we did today is an amazing one. And I encourage you all, if you're listening to this, to really reframe how you feel about it, because it is an opportunity to step into another version of ourselves in the same way that we have excitement about our change into teen years, our change into adulthood, our change into family life. This is another opportunity to step into a new version of ourselves and not something that should be feared. So mm. okay, where are we up to,
2: ladies? <laughs> <laughs> totally, Louise. And I, I really encourage people to, you know, once you sort of hit your 40s, to have this awareness because you might start to get language symptomology that is bring your awareness to the fact that things are changing. So we thought that instead of doing our usual cycle day check in, maybe we'd do more like a life cycle check-in and actually, you know, we're all in our 40s of just giving um, some shared experience to what that looks like if, you know, if you've had any changes in your cycle, um, if there's different kind of systemic um, experiences that you're having and also not just the negative because menopause gets such a negative rap. Like what's the positive that's happening? Like this is a time in life where a lot of the stuff that are, Um, obstacles for women to be in their power and their truth and their authenticity actually get burnt away. Think about hot flushes, heat burns stuff. So there is an opportunity here to really claim slowly over that transition period your authentic self and your power so you know in sharing as we go around you know any changes in the cycle any changes in your experience of yourself physically mentally emotionally positively or negatively because there's the two sides to the coin and the more that you're supporting yourself and the more that you uh, are have balance within your holistic being the more that this is going to be predominantly a positive experience the more that there's imbalance and stress stress is huge here Um, there's more that it's going to be a negative experience within our understanding of what negative and positive means on a gross level. Mm, Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm really interested to do this because um, it has brought awareness to the fact that I am probably smack bang in the middle of um, my 10 year transition, let's say, but I haven't really broken down what symptoms I should be looking for. So I'm really interested for you guys to ask me the questions and for me to really consider it and for those listening to do the same thing, uh, to check in on on where you're at. So, um, yeah, so where, where should I start? So what questions are you going to ask me so that I can, you know?
1: Yeah. So if you came into clinic, the types yep. of things that I would ask you around your menstrual health, would be around, are your cycle days changing? So is the time between your bleeds changing? Is it getting longer or shorter? Some women experience longer bleeds or more irregular bleeds leading into this menstrual menopause transition. Other women experience much lighter bleeds or heavier bleeds. Okay. So what we're looking for are changes in your menstrual cycle, or changes in your emotional well-being the week before your menstrual cycle. Yeah, we're looking for progesterone levels being nice and high in that week leading up to the menstrual cycle, the menstrual phase of your cycle.
0: Right. Okay. So what I can tell you is my my cycle is uh, extremely regular. So, uh, you know, unless I use something chemical to dick with that, for want yep. of a better phrase, Um, Which I don't um, on the whole, but uh, so my, I'm very regular, but what I have noticed over the last couple of years is that they are significantly heavier.
1: Yeah. So that's a common, common Mm. factor that we get fed back with women through their menopausal years.
0: Yep.
1: Transitioning out. Yeah. you're also wanting to look at, you know, are you getting any flooding? Is there any clotting? Is there any discomfort in the womb as well? You know, how much pain are you experiencing? It's about looking at what all the signs and symptoms are through the month, but also, you know, like what, what's your nutritional status at? Where is your iron levels at? So you're looking at the holistic picture of what's making up this menstrual health. Yep. When we're talking about um, transition moments, you may find that stress has a much higher impact on your well-being. You might find that your resilience is a little bit lower. You may find that you're having changes in your sleep. So if your sleep starts to become a little bit harder to grab or you start to wake at a certain time every night, if you're experiencing like brain fog or fogginess when you're waking up in the morning or over the day, these are all signs or language that your body is trying to give back to you to say, Hey, you're asking a bit too much, and the hormones are not there to support that. Damn. And is this happening for you, my uh, dear? Okay. All the above. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's not that we're mind readers. This yep. is in it's not that this needs to be present in menopause. It's just that societally we don't have the knowledge about the fact that this is the menstrual menopause transition and so we don't put in more of these self-care practices we don't meet our needs quite as well we keep pushing as hard as we possibly can because that's what we've been doing and we're so busy and we're so capable and off we go and we start to see these these symptoms, these language of a body, trying to get our attention louder and louder and louder until finally we're getting hot sweats at night, we're getting anxiety throughout the day, our nervous system is really triggered, we might start to gain weight. You know, there's there's lots of different symptoms that are unique for each woman but or menstruator. It's just about how you're experiencing that. Yeah. And I'd really encourage everyone to really just stop. Check in, like I'm at the very beginning of mine, and I am much more conscious of the need for self care. Mm. Yeah, so I'm do, I'm being more consistent with what I do. I'm getting back into the gym because I absolutely have to, and I that's the last thing on my list to kick <laughs> off. But I don't have, I won't have the resilience of being able to push my stress system as much as I have in my. Yep. Before 40 years. Yeah. So for me, this is celebration and this is a foundation year of well being, stepping into the next version. That's beautiful. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what about you, Sahara?
2: Yeah. So I'm coming up to my 47th birthday, which is n- numbers are so bizarre. Um, and I remember back on my 40th birthday, that I'd never had really breast symptomology throughout my menstrual cycle and all of a sudden it was like I had glass shattering inside my breasts and they were Mm. so painful and it was just like, wow, okay, I turned 40. I was expecting things to start to slowly change and, oh, my goodness, I can't even touch my breast without being in agony. Um, And so I sought out my naturopath and I've actually been on herbs ever since and herbs that have been supporting the the changeover from my reproductive system to my adrenals and supporting my liver and supporting my nervous system. And with that, I have found that the language that my body has given me is very subtle. I have had a cycle that is moved from kind of 30 days to kind of like a 26, 28 day cycle. So it went shorter and then herbs have kind of brought it back a little bit longer. The bleed for me hasn't changed. And the biggest thing for me, that I have noticed is my self-empowerment. So I am really the things that I feared and the way I judged myself and the way I limited myself, I just don't have space for that mindset anymore. It's like, you know what, I feel like I've grown up. Yeah. And that I'm embodying my authentic self without the fear of how others are going to perceive me. And I realized how much judgment I had of myself before I even put anything out there to be judged. And everyone's going to judge you. Like, I mean, that's part of life. We're in a constant perception mode. Um, But yes, I've found this journey to be incredibly empowering. And I'm doing my work's passion. And, you know, I just feel alive in a way I never have because I'm not afraid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that. And I can relate to that. Um, you know, I really feel that, uh, yeah, it's, um, we, we do, we beat ourselves up as women. What, what are people going to think in that sort of thing? And then we just sort of get to this age and we go, screw it. I'm just going <laughs> to do what I want to do. And, uh, people can love it or hate it. And that's on them.
1: Mm, what totally. other people
0: think of me is none of my business.
1: And and you know they they laugh and they talk about midlife crises, but honestly, menopause transition is a is a chance for all the stuff that has not been working, whether you're ready to give it up or not. It's going to come up for yeah. assessment. You you're going to have to pay attention to it, and if you're able to let it go, and let go of the things that are dysfunctional in in your world or in your thinking or in your process you're you're given the opportunity to to work through them and how easy that is yeah can, you know it's different for everybody
0: yeah 100 percent, it is okay so look we start going through these changes and what i wanted to touch on is when we sort of get to the end of that for perimenopause i guess that mm-hmm. that gearing up for that menopause um when we actually go into that that final transition, what does that look like?
1: Hmm. So, I mean, it's different for everybody. I, ideal menopause or woman, yeah, you know, the woman after the menopause birthday that's in her own, I guess, power and is in a really balanced, hormonally balanced, and nutritionally replete body. You're looking at a woman that cycles with the moon. So even though she doesn't have an internal cycle bringing that relevance and reality, she has the moon cycle that she can rhythm with and her energy will be fairly linked with that. Um, yeah, I'm looking... very good.
0: I'm handy because I go with the moon now. Yeah, so. easier,
1: right? <laughs> I'm working back to that. That's my that's my regular. I had yep. a wonky stress cycle and then I'm coming back to that. Yeah. Um, so, and you're looking at a, a woman that possibly, you know, yes, libido does decrease a little bit, um, but it doesn't go away. And you're looking individually, making sure that vaginal dryness is not there. You're making sure that the, all the vulva tissue is really healthy and vibrant. Often when we have too little estrogen, that's what we see as a problem for women. We're looking at a woman that is not feeling depressed. She is feeling happy and vital when we have not a lot of estrogen. Sometimes we don't make as much serotonin and so our happy hormones can drop down. So you're looking at a woman who has the space and time she needs to meet her own requirements and is having hopefully great diet, great lifestyle and is doing work that is of value to her whatever that looks like, yeah. whether that's in the home, outside the home, for herself, within society. But sharing on what she's learned and what she's experienced throughout her lifestyle, this is her and her power. Yeah. I
0: love that. Absolutely really? love it. Yeah. Um, I love how we've reframed this today, ladies. I think it's uh, so important for people to hear and, mm. um, and certainly uh, – something that I hope has inspired you to not be fearful of, you know, of going into this phase and really looking at how you want your life to look. And as one of my favorite sayings is creating a life that you don't need a holiday from. Yeah. And this is an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and,
1: and get your support team around you. Yeah. Uh For help, you are not alone. This is not something that you need to be silent about. There are naturopaths, there are acupuncturists, there's yoga teachers, there's holistic health people. There's so much information out there right now. It's finding what really resonates and suits you as an individual and also then just acknowledging you can't do it all yourself. Like society is not set up for a menopause, like this menstrual menopause transition Our society does not make that easy, so we're needing to reframe what is required. So check out um, the Victorian Women's Trust. They've got menopause and menstrual leave policies for workplaces and embedding the care that everybody needs as well, so check out all the resources around. Amazing.
0: Ladies, thank you so much for your time today. Menstrual Mondays is always a real learning curve for me and I'm sure for everybody listening as well. So thank you so much for bringing this discussion to the table. It's been really, really valuable today.
2: Thank you. Loved it.
0: (laughs) That was Amanda Ansahara from Weaving the Red Thread and you are listening to The Juice on Newcastle Live Radio.